the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. There's been so much that has transpired uh, since I last was in, the, in this year. Uh, still grateful for Sean Thompson for allowing me, uh, the troublemaker, and Caesar LaFleur, the Bishop of Truth, for allowing us to sit in on his show uh, on, uh, I believe it was when, last Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Um, I mean, we had so much happening. We had the leak of the of the uh, write up from Alito about the Supreme Court uh, overturning uh, Roe v. Wade, and I'm just, I just I just started listening to so many of these politicians, especially these politicians from the state of Illinois, who know that 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 decision will not change what's happening in the state of Illinois. But I do know they're, they're I do know they're concerned about one thing. They're concerned about. That's the Supreme Court races that are going to be happening here. Right now, there are three. They know they already have three Supreme Court seats because they're all in Cook County. They know they're going to have. They know they're going to win those seats. What they're turning their eyes to is the second and the third um, districts of the Illinois Supreme Court, where you got a race with John Novarini uh, and um, uh, Dan Shane's in the second, and then Michael Burke, who who has no primary opponent in the third. Oh. They know. Should the Republicans take back control of the Illinois Supreme Court, which they have not had control since 1964 that we learned over on um, when I was hosting Sean Thompson's show. 1964 was the last time Republicans held the Supreme Court in the state of Illinois. That's a lot of dang years of one party control. And when you look back the history of Illinois, you now realize why. We find ourselves in this predicament, you know, when it comes to, you know, gerrymandering, when it comes to um, doing anything with pensions, you know, who's the who's the backstop? Who stops all of this? The Illinois Supreme Court. So they know I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now. I, per- I personally believe the race for the Supreme Court is going to be the hottest issue facing the state of Illinois. Right after that, I think it's going to be the governors and the attorney general race. I personally think the attorney general race uh, should there should we not win the governorship? The attorney general's race is going to be huge. Imagine here in the state of Illinois that we have not only the um, the, the Supreme Court, 
But we now have an attorney general that's fighting for the people and only the people. That right there would be amazing. That's something that we need. And I, I really hope, I really hope that those of you who are listening here, flip the ballot, understand and know the judges uh, who you'll be voting for, because it's going to be of utmost importance in the, in the direction and the vision of, this, of, of where Illinois goes for the next 10 years. With that said, I'm so happy that the troublemaker, who didn't really cause a lot of trouble on Sean Thompson's show when he filled in with me, the troublemaker is back in the studio. What's up, brother? Well, I was trying to watch my behavior. Really? Oh, because Sean. Yeah. You're afraid of Sean? Oh, well, you know, he's going to take me to task if I mess around too much on his show. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? When? When he came back the next day? Oh, yeah, I would listen to his Did you hear show. him say, oh, it took four of these guys? Yeah. It was only three. What did he get four? <laughs> I don't See, know. See, he still can't count. <laughs> That's that um, Melrose Park, Elmwood Park uh, math that he they, they do over there. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Plus one. <laughs> Plus one. <laughs> um, Verlon, I mean, I, I, I want to play this because I want I want to set the stage for, uh, you know, what we're going to deal with, what we're going to be talk, talking about in the um, first hour. Uh, we're going to be having uh, actually three congressional Candidates who will be uh, coming to the show today. Oh, um, okay. Mayor of, of Orland Park, uh, Keith Pekow. I hope I he always gets on me because I never I never see his name. You know me. I'm a butcher of names. I butcher names. Uh, we're going to be having Justin Barrow, who's running for the third congressional, and Chris Dargis. Um, he's also running for um, Congress. I believe it's in the eighth district. Well, I can't wait wait to meet the mayor because he was a one of the heroes through he the was. pandemic. He was somebody that was fighting to. Um, he pushed back. He would he would not allow Pritzker to come into Orland Park and take over Orland Park. You know, and that's and that's I think I think he's seen a lot of that feedback in his run uh, for Congress. But I want to play I want to play this audio clip because when I heard this audio clip, I heard this many years ago too. Uh, it's what really really got my piqued my interest about the whole abortion Roe v. Wade. Uh, who was the founder of of, of Planned Parenthood, who believed in eugenic, eugenic, eugenics, um, basically wanted to get rid of the entire black race. I know people say, "Oh, that didn't happen." Now you can try to rewrite history all you want. Mm-hmm. That's who she was. Yeah. But I want to. I, I think this statement that she said, I think it's one of the most evil statements I've ever heard anybody utter out of their mind when it comes to um, um, children. Uh, listen to this, and I want to get your your opinion of this. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. After you hear this audio clip, please call in. I would love to hear what you have to say about Miss Margaret Sanger. Here we go. Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mock when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can, can commit. Wait a minute. Yeah, you, you you want me to play it again? No, I don't need to hear that no, again. No, no, I want to play it. I want to play it again because I really want you to get and hear what she says. The greatest sin, and you should listen to this whole thing because it's on C-SPAN, C-SPAN, the whole interview with um, Mike Wallace, Chris Wallace's father. He interviewed her, and, was, and now it's, on, it's, it's embedded in C-SPAN, so it, it's not going anywhere. I want you to hear this one more time. Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents that have no chance in the world to be a human being practically delinquents prisoners all sorts of things just mock when they're born that to me is the greatest sin that people can can commit so who do you think she's talking about okay 
I, you know I was going to ask that question. <laughs> is, is she talking about all kids, or is she just talking black about kid. black men, black kids? Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's kind of terrible. But 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 but, I mean, putting all those markers on kids, on babies, right? And then say that that's the greatest sin, right? The that they were born sin. because with disease, with really, I know I know beautiful people, beautiful people, who are who born with all type of things, challenges. They're some of the they're some of the most beautiful souls you can ever meet. Mm-hmm. And here this woman said, it's the greatest sin to have those people born. I, I have no words. No, you should, You need woman. to have words. I mean, imagine, imagine you, you just listening say to that? that. How do you just say that? She did. She just said it. She just said it. Hey, you, you just put something new on my brain. I, I've never heard her speak before, really. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. You never heard, you never looked up Marcus Anger? No, I've read what she's done and well, what the left says her accomplishments are, but I've never heard her speak. Now, I do agree. There are some things that Planned Parenthood does that's outside of abortion. You know, they, they really help a lot of people, especially in the minority community. Um, and I'm going to say this, people may get mad, mad with me when it, when it comes to that. The whole, I don't want to see any life loss. I really don't want to see taxpayer money going towards it. Right. Um, somebody would say, well, okay, you don't want to see taxpayer money go towards it. So should people be able to get abortion? I don't think the government should be able to stop that. I don't. I want the government out of everything. I really do. I, you know what? That, you know what I want the government? I don't want anybody to have to have an abortion. How do we, how do we set the, the, the set in motion where people don't have to get abortions. Well, now you you're going down that road, and it's it I tell you, it seems like we we kind of cyclically cyclically linked yeah. because I was just thinking about what the left tries, uh, yeah. what their narrative is on abortion. Yeah. If um if they don't want people to have abortions, they they feel like it should be a basic income, a basic health care, a basic housing. Yeah. Uh, but who who controls all of that basic stuff? The government. The government. You, you get you get right. where I'm at now, right? You get where I'm going with this, yeah. But you see what you get what I'm p- putting out. But for them, it up but yet? for but the way they believe for abortions to stop, these things need to pre, uh, be provided for the mother and child so it could be a safe transition. See, they don't believe it's a safe transition without those basic needs being provided. Are you? That's the left. You said that's that, the that's, left. That's oh. what the left believes. That's what the left believes. Begin because because. People can't do for themselves. Right. People, people are so stupid, so dumb that they need government intervention in order to, to live life. Because well, without government intervention, right. people are people are just useless to them, right? Well, they think that health care is not safe and well provided for without those needs. But when you look at America, tell me where it's not safe. Tell me. You tell I me. I can't. If you're listening to this show, 312-642-5600. What are your thoughts about this? You know, I'm 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 yeah, I'm sick of these, these these progressives. Not the left. There's some good people on the left. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey, that's right. Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Red Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon the Galloway. 
How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I, 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 I'm meeting this guy. Oh. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really think that, you know, you hear a lot of people say that there's a red, red wave coming. Um, to their mouth, from their mouth to God's ears, I really hope so because I believe we really need people that are serving the halls of of, of Congress, um, who can't be swayed. We need people, principal people. We need people, and as you know, I've been interviewing people from who all the candidates that are running in all of the districts. Uh, at least I've been trying. I've reached out to almost every con- person that's running for Congress. Uh, I've also reached out to uh, some of the people that are running for U.S. Senate and some of the state reps, especially the local races. I really want the people to, to know who these people are. Um, one of the things I, I don't believe in is to bring in the guests and, and try to badger them, beat them up, you know. Uh, but I do believe in ask, asking fair questions, but not badgering people, because I think their opponents will do that enough of that, especially if, especially in the general election. And uh, I'm pleased to announce <laughs> now he's going to yell at me because <laughs> I always butcher his last name. Just like it's spelled. Peacow. Peacaw. Peacaw. Paul. 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 A-U-R. Peacaw. <laughs> I can't get it, man. Uh, Mayor of Orland Park, um, yeah, you, what you've been able to do in, in Orland Park in just um, was this now your second term. Correct. That's yeah, five years. Five years. In five years, uh, it's, it's just been amazing. Um, who is Keith for Congress and why are you running for Congress at this moment, at this point? I, I wish you to run for governor. I told you that a long time ago. Uh, you know, I'm just a normal uh, American citizen. I've served my country. I, I, I was adopted. I grew up in Orland Park. I went to college, went into the Air Force, flew F-15s, job offer, came back to Chicago, moved back to my hometown, raised my kids there. It was a great place to be raised, great place to raise my kids Coached Little League, coached basketball, did those things, had a small business. So did all of those things and decided to run, as you know, because <laughs> the mayor was doing some things that were not appropriate. So, yeah. I, it, it, uh, so the mayor at that oh, time. Mayor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, and yeah. so oh, that I ran right. for mayor. And I was just a normal, everyday citizen just running for mayor. And, you know, as I looked at it, I said, I have a pretty good background for this. And then when I got into the job, I realized, hey, I'm pretty good at yeah. it. And common sense leadership really can make a lot of change, mm-hmm. a lot of positive change. It doesn't cha- take a lot. It really just takes some common sense. And when Congress came around, my first reaction was no, uh, no, 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 uh, not really interested in going to Congress. And then I told you to run for governor. <laughs> there were people talking to me about that. And uh, in the districts came out, and it's a winnable district. Yeah. And looked across the district, and I really thought there were two people that and people were talking to me. There's two people that had a chance, you know, name ID and the chance to win. Myself and Jeannie Ives. We sat down and we talked about it. I, I didn't want to get in a primary with her. There's no need to yeah. be beating each other up in the primary. Yeah. And she said, uh, you know, I think this is your race. It's the more the districts down by you. Yeah. And uh, she got behind me from the beginning. And people convinced me to run using the same argument that I used to get them to run locally. <laughs> they said we need good people. Yeah. In those positions, and I really do believe that, and that's why I'm running. Yeah. Um. What was it like going up against Pritzker? Because Pritzker, uh, uh, he, he was a bully. He was a bully, you know, sending out edicts to basically tell all the mayors to basically follow what he's telling you to do. He didn't. He wasn't asking. He was telling mayors what they were going to do or threat of losing the, this fund, threat of losing money. What was that like? Take us through 
Because m- most people won't don't understand that fight behind the scenes. What was that fight like? So when it when this first happened, we all cut Governor Pritzker some slack because yeah. we didn't know what the data was. Correct. But after three or four weeks, it was pretty clear that this was something that was really impacting people who were elderly. We weren't doing mm-hmm. enough to protect seniors, and we had these shutdowns that were really. I mean, Costco was open with you know. 500 people in it you couldn't have but third you couldn't have anyone on a golf course in an open air you were shutting down parks the things that just obviously made no common sense yeah. so myself and several other mayors sent many letters to the governor we had we didn't even get a reaction now mind you we're the 20th biggest town in the country yeah. or not in the country in the state yeah right so 20th biggest town in the state and with all the mayors around me we're bigger than everything but chicago and we're signing these letters, and he's not even responding, not even saying, thank you for your letter, we'll right. take it under advisement. He's ignoring us. Right. And he started kicking people out of the room of his own advisors if they disagreed with him. Wow. So it was very difficult. And then at some point, you know, in, in roughly June, I said, enough. Yeah. I'm gonna, I was already getting information out to the public. I said, I'm going to start tackling his silliness and pointing it out. And we are not going to shut our things down. We're going to open up. Um, I, you know, we obviously brought a lawsuit against the governor, and people have attacked me for that. I said, the, the money that was spent on that pales in comparison to the fact that he opened restaurants and gyms yeah. after us and five or six other places filed these suits. And the money that came in because of those sales taxes and kept those businesses alive, and now, now they're not closed today because we did that, it was money very, very yeah. well spent. We didn't want to do it, yeah. but when the, someone's not listening and not engaging you in a conversation, you have to make them engage in another way. And if that yeah. means the press, if that means the public, that's what you have to do because you're right. He was a bully. Yeah, and, yeah. and he wasn't even sending legislators information. They were they wanted data, and he, he wouldn't even send it to them. And so I can't imagine what he would do to, to, to mayors and, and um, county board um, presidents of that nature. We were asking – I was asking him specifically to use data that on hospitalizations – uh, from COVID. And you noticed that about two, three weeks ago, that's what they started doing. Yeah. I was asking for that in May of 2020. Wow. And we were two being ignored. After, two months out. Be- right. Because w- we know that test positivity can be manipulated. Yeah. You can take more tests. You can test only people who are, who ha- who are obviously sick, which is what was happening. So that's all being manipulated. But what really told you what was going on is how many people are being hospitalized from COVID. Yeah. That tells you the whole right. picture. Right. That one piece of data, and they weren't, they, they didn't use it because it was never about protecting our hospitals. Yeah. It was about controlling was. the people. It was about controlling businesses. Yeah. Well, to sum up everything that you said, you were just being a leader. And I was so proud of you during the pandemic. I was just saying before you came into the studio and John told me who you were. I said, oh, I can't wait to meet that guy. And I said, he was one of the heroes during the pandemic. And your place is one of my favorite places that I used to visit all of the time. I used to go to the movie theaters and the eateries, and I used to go out on dates all in Orland Park. And I was like, oh, my God, they're shutting down my, my, <laughs> my favorite place. But then you were probably the one other person to stand up against this governor other than Darren Bailey. So John kind of asked you the question that I wanted to ask you, but uh, did you feel any fear or pressure, seeing what the, the type of pressures that he was putting on everybody else in the uh, Illinois. Did you feel that fear or pressure? Before I answer that, I do want to point out, we did everything legislatively, so I want to give credit to my three board members who voted. We were four, three Who votes. are they? Who are they? Uh, so uh, Trustee Cindy Katsinas, Trustee Bill Healy, and Trustee Mike Milani, they voted Shout with out. me every time to do these things. So we did it with the legislature. So that's really, yeah. really important. But I never felt fear. People asked me about that, and I, and I was under attack. Listen, 
I happen to be mayor at a time when there was a crisis. I'm going to do what I think is right. And if in the next election I don't get elected mayor, so be it. I'll go on with my life. I'm going to do what I think is right because why else would I serve? You don't have to worry about that. You're going to be reelected because <laughs> you, you help people uh, get their liberty back and their freedom. Uh, like me. So I'm, I know, I'm not there. I can't vote for you, but I'm pretty sure you'll be voted in in the landslide. Well, I, I was I was reelected, but it wasn't a landslide. It was by two uh, percent. The other side spent a half a million. The Democratic machine spent a half a million dollars to try and oust a local mayor. Wait, but wait, wait. How much? Half a million. Three hundred thousand from the unions. In, in, a, in a mayoral race. In the mayoral race last year. And we not only did I win, but three new trustees won. So we swept it all. Yeah. And then these were people that can help you carry out the agenda that, that, that you were putting forth for the citizens of Orland Park. Absolutely. And yeah. it's going to keep it in place for you know several more years for sure. Yeah. You know, when we, we got to go to break in, in, a, in a bit. But I want to talk about, because I think when you look at all of the, the, the campaigns for uh, <laughs> governor, uh, Congress, Senate, everybody's going with the law and order. And I know that was a better gov, better gov, better governors. Um, let me see what it, BGA came out with uh, an article about um, oil and parks trying being the lowest in the, in 30 years. That says a lot about, you know, what's happening in oil and park, what's happening throughout, throughout the country, because I don't know, name a, name a gubernatorial client, uh, candidate that's not mentioning law and order as their, as something that they're, they're running on. Um, throughout throughout this election. I mean, even Irvin's running it. Irvin's running it. Bailey's running it. Sullivan's running it. Uh, Raybine's running it. Raybine even has his Raybine's um, police shirts. So I think law and order is going to be something that's very important to the voters uh, because look what's happening. So much stuff is coming from Cook County, and it's now bleeding into DuPage County and different areas, parts of areas which you run. Um, we'll be back with more from Mayor Peake Pe- Pe- Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. Before the break, we were talking to Orland Park Mayor Keith Peacock. Got it right. (laughs) I got it. Also candidate for the 6th Congressional District. Um, Coming up um, June 28th, he's in a three-way primary. A three-way now, right? Because initially there were a ton of people in the six-way. Uh, it's race. a six-way primary. It's a six-way? I've only heard of three. Yeah. I, I, man, they they made the ballot, huh? Yeah, there's you six have, all together. Good Lord, have mercy. How many, are there any uh, women on the ballot? There are two. two okay, they're going to help split that vote. That's that's what they do. Uh, who put them on there? Democrats. <laughs> you know what? I think they're all they're all running for their own reasons. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable about the uh, the primary. Cool. You know, um, bettergov.org had an article. Um, it says uh, Orland Mayor P- Keith Peacock claims that the village crime is the lowest it has been in 27 years. Um, you said that you that, that you reduced crime to the lowest level in 27 years. How was that done, and why is that important to the people of the sixth congressional district? Well, it's important because crime has been the number one issue. When you poll it, when you talk to people, it's the number one issue. Mm-hmm. And I have experience. I know what works. Yeah. And I, I walked into office in the middle of 2017, and Kim Fox had taken office in January 2017, and we yeah. were seeing just this you know crush of people let out of prison. Uh, you know, we know that cash bail mm-hmm. has been her norm. Uh, violent criminals over 500 yeah. percent increase in in ankle monitoring. So a lot of pressure in Orland Park. We're in Cook County, right? Yeah. And yeah. we have a big mall, so yeah. we have a lot of pressure there. So we were very proactive. Uh, technology, 
We put a targeted response unit that changes. We change our strategy and move to where the data tells us uh-huh. to move so that we're very, very proactive to get people off the street before they commit a property crime or a crime against person, and that's what those index crimes are. And we've reduced them every year. We also put in a use supervision policy at the mall. because mm-hmm. obviously I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 85% of our crimes roughly are, you know, a retail theft, so shoplifting, yeah. and the mall's two million square feet. So, of course, that's an area where we see a lot of it. So, we put that use supervision policy in place 14 months ago. There's only been one shoplifting incident during that time wow. in 14 months. Wow! So that's a huge thing. We also did a mobile response unit, which was actually a federal grant, mm-hmm. and we were able to put a. Uh, we can hire three. They're pretty much full time mental health professionals that we can lean on whenever we have a mental health call. What's great about that yeah. is that. We've reduced committals 35%. Well, as you know, an involuntary committal, mm-hmm. only police can do that. Correct. That ties up five hours of their time. Instead of that, these people are getting the help they need. Yeah. They're not getting into the criminal justice system, and we're keeping an officer on the street. So yeah. all of that has worked. What is the distinction? Because, I, I, as you know, I'm, I'm former law enforcement. You know, there's a difference between a state charge and an ordinance charge. Right. Does Orland Park have uh, ordinances, and, and how does that affect the UCR? So reported crimes are reported crimes. Mm -hmm. So there's reported crimes, and then they're either closed, so we find out what, you know, so there's something done about it, Mm -hmm. or they're open. We haven't solved it yet, right? If they're closed, you can either have a federal charge, a state charge, or a ordinance violation. Mm -hmm. And we use ordinance violations a lot because what we've learned is that for certain things, like some really low-level shoplifting. Batteries. Well, no, shoplifting mostly is that if we go to court for Cook County, they kick it out of court anyways. Correct. Yeah. And our officers are all day off the street. Yeah. So why not do a municipal violation, get them actually charged, get them fined, and get it on record. So now they have a record, even if it's a municipal violation, that you can use in the future. Yeah. And our officers tied up for an hour or two, not all day. So we knew we know which crimes those are. And let's face it, if a 14-year-old kid steals for the first time, I want to send him to Bridgeview, right? Right. right. I'd rather his parents come in and he, him have to deal with his parents, right? And, so, and and the juvenile officer has that discretion to right to do that as well. And, and we've been doing that for a long time with uh, you know things like marijuana and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But obviously, if it gets into battery or something like that, now we send it to see champagne. Actually, when I was a champagne cop, we, there was actually an ordinance for battery, mm-hmm. simple battery, not you know not not. And we may have that ordinance, yeah. but usually, if it's something like yeah. that, we're sending it uh, off to Bridgeview. But we the other thing that we do is that we. Um, we do all of our evidence either in-house or with a uh, private contractor. We do not send it to the state because, you know, that takes six months to a year. Mm -hmm. And now we have them in custody and we have to let them go. This way we get it within 24 hours. They don't get back out. We don't have to go chase them back down again. Yeah. And and, and that's not a, that's, it's not that the state doesn't do their job. It's just, they don't have the manpower to to, 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 to put the hours on to, to get the stuff back. That's why it's such a backlog. I remember visiting the Illinois state police, uh, it, even with the um, CCL and, and all those things, I mean, they just don't have the manpower because the state legislative body continues to put all these unfunded mandates and to tell them that you're going to be handling this. And they're like, wait a minute, we don't you, you wait. You're telling us we got to handle this, but you're not sending us the money or the or the, right. the people or the money rather so that we can hire the people to get it done. I mean, that's that's what's so backwards about what happens from the state level. You know, as far as and then you, I mean, you know, you're mayor. All, uh, the, how many unfunded mandates did the the, the, the um, Illinois General Assembly? 160 last year. Wow. <laughs> I just I just saw the report. 160 more last year. I don't wow. know what they all are, but 160. 
and there, there'll be more coming. Body uh, cams is one of them. Yeah, which is yeah. very expensive. We can afford it, and we yeah. and our guys are actually being put into it starting last month. Yeah. They were being put in. Well, it's not so much the body cam; it's the storage, the data. How, how do you store the data? And because they don't want you to get rid and of FOIA. it. FOIA, right? FOIA. Uh, it's it's a, it's a one or two people. Yeah. For FOIA. If you can just join us for one more second, because sure. Mr. BDI is here, got another question, okay. and and I, and I want to get your take on what happened with this leak with the um, Supreme Court as to the abortion issue and where you stand on abortion. Um, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty Answer. I'm John Anthony. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Mayor Keith Pika. Got it right again. Well, I feel like I'm on a roll right now. <laughs> also candidate for the 6th Congressional District. Yes, Mayor. I want to ask you, what do you know that politicians in Chicago don't know? How do you do so well against crime like murder and carjacking and crime is going straight through the roof in Chicago? I think the most important thing that we do is we support our police officers. Mm-hmm. Our community supports them. Our board supports them. They, we have their back and we hire good people. And, you know, we get complaints and we follow up on those complaints. And if uh, if an officer needs correction or needs to improve, we do that very early on in their career. So we have good officers. But we're very pro- we're very proactive with technology. We've run since I've been in office, we've been running a see something, say something campaign. We want people to call even on the silliest things because yeah. you just never know. And then you find someone you'd be amazed at how many traffic stops that we get. And yeah. the next thing you know, our officer's there and he sees a gun laying on the yeah. on the seat. And yeah. now we've gotten that. And 80% of the time, it's a previous felon, shouldn't have that right. gun. And now we've gotten that person off the street before they committed another crime in our town or somewhere else. I right. want to back that up. I've only been pulled over one time in your town, and they were so nice. It was like being uh, interviewed by an office, uh, a person in a cubicle or something. You have great officers. Is, is he paying you? What? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a great, I told you I like hanging out around you. Great leadership. And you know what? That's even the board that, you know, I defeated the previous mayor, but I give him credit. They, they built a great yeah. police force. We've Every board, back to when I moved back to Orland Park in 98, yeah. put an emphasis in having a good well, police That's department. because they had one of the best police chiefs. And McCarthy. Chief, Chief McCarthy's phenomenal. Yeah. Chief Mitchell you know that followed was. him, and now Chief Rossi. All Chief great McCarthy? people. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, as you heard, um, I think the whole world is, 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 has heard uh, about the leak from the um, Supreme Court about Alito's um, writings as it, as, it, as it relates to Roe, Roe v. Wade. First of all, where do you stand on Roe v. Wade? And what do you, as, as somebody that who may win and go back to Congress, Senator Chuck U. Schumer uh, has introduced a bill that will make abortion. He wants to federalize it across the board. Uh, where do you stand on that? So regarding the decision and the leak, that should never be leaked. And that should scare Americans that it was leaked like that. That is bad. And I hope they find out whoever did it. And I hope there's punishments available to them. Uh, number one. N- uh, number two, I do think it's right to bring it back to the state level. <laughs> Right. It, this should be a state issue. Mm-hmm. And so that flows into uh, Chuck Schumer's bill. It should not be a federal issue. Yeah. This is a state issue and it's for the states and the courts to decide. It is not for Congress to decide, in my opinion. And I think in there you're you're asking about my stance. Yeah. I, I, so I'm pro-life. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was adopted seven years before Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the most loving act of my entire life was a 15-year-old girl carrying me to term. Mm. And my parents adopted me, and they were lower middle class at best. Yeah. They were poor. Yeah. Today, you have to be rich to adopt a child. Yeah, that's right. So everything I'm going to do... Trish, the Illinois system is just right, needs it, a complete breakdown and rebuild. Yeah. So everything I'm going to do when I'm in Congress is to try and see more adoptions and make them more affordable mm. and more prevalent because children like me should have the opportunity to live and have full lives, mm. and parents like mine should have the opportunity to have the joys of parenthood uh, that, that so many others get to enjoy, yeah. and that's what I'd like to see. Well, I've got a quick question. Do you think it should be an exception uh, to the rule when it comes to rape and incest? I do. I think there's exceptions for mother's health in danger, which is the toughest decision a family would ever have to make, yeah. and then rape or incest for sure. Yeah. So where can people who want to come help you in the campaign, where can they find you? You got any social media? You got any events coming up? Uh, so we do have uh, social media, uh, KeithPeacaw.com, so P-E-K-A-U.com, <laughs> and K-E-I-T-H. Some people misspell that, too. <laughs> and then at Keith Peacock, as well as Keith Peacock on Twitter you, yeah. or on Facebook, you can find that as well. Uh, we do have some events coming up on the uh, the 19th. We have a, an event at X-Golf in Orland Park. And then on Janu- uh, June 15th, we actually have a dinner cruise in the city of Chicago. So we have that event. And then you'll, and you, I might. Wait, not on um, um, the Free Spirit. I, I'm not sure if it's the yeah. Free Spirit, but it's one of those. Oh, come on, so, man. You got to use the Free Spirit next time. Those, those are my friends. Well, the, I think it's, uh, I yeah. think they might have two. Uh, they have two boats. They have two boats. I'm not yeah. sure which boat it's on, but yes, yeah. that's who it's with. Yeah. Oh, the Gypsy so, or the other uh, Free Spirit. Those yeah. are my, uh, Angela and Joe. Yep. Um, and, and all the meet and greets you can see on online or on Facebook, yeah. and there, there's a bunch of them all over the, yeah. the district. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for stopping by Black and Right Radio. Uh, really appreciate you being here. And um, one thing I will ask all the candidates, I tell, I've said it to every last one of them, let's keep it clean let's, and let's, let's, let's win in, no, in, in June and win in November because we got to take the six. The sixth congressional has to be taken back. And no matter who, who wins, I would hope that each one of your camps would support each other. I would hope that's the same way. And if you've seen the campaign I've been running, it's been uh, about the issues. It hasn't been attacking anybody else. Well, Mayor, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. You're the best. Thank you. Berlin? Well, I I, I believe in being above board, but don't let nobody beat you up either. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Berlin. I appreciate it. I I just, with every fiber in me, man, I, I, I just, I despise the... I, th- I think you can challenge people's records. I think you can challenge the policy people have have um, followed and, and things of that nature. I, I just hate when it gets personal. I hate when it gets when it gets when it, when there are just outright lies being told about each other. Um, that's one. Of the, I said it. I said it here. You know, even listening to Richard Irvin and seeing some of the ads that I've gotten in the mail, I know those are outright lies. I think I I think we can do better. I think we can we can do we can we can uh, put our opponents information out there and i think we let the people decide that's why like you're saying people over politics so mayor thanks so much for joining us you listening to black and right radio on am 560 the answer you ready to talk about a little bit more to oh yeah because <laughs> i know you got those beady eyes are looking at me right now like i got something for you john after the break <laughs> we'll be right back this is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Stop. 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 
Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I just hit my knee against this metal or concrete post, and that just hurt like crazy. I'm so glad I didn't just scream that hurt. You know, I got bad knees. Me too. And that just hurt. That really hurt, Vlad. What do you think about the mayor? Man, he's great. And see, this is the type of Republicans that we need. He has that perfect tone. You can't touch him. Yeah. That's that. That's that uh, Dick Durbin tone. Yeah. But, but he says the right stuff. Dick Durbin says polite racism. I, I, I do think there there are three good men that are running, in, um, th- at least the ones I didn't know there were six. <laughs> I had no idea because all I ever see is just three: um, um, the mayor, Scott Casper, and Rob Cruz. Mm. Um, I didn't even know there were three others. To be perfectly honest with you, if you're listening and you're running, give me a call. I, I'll bring you on because. I, I want people to get to know these 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 candidates, man, because um, I know every year we say in every election we say this is the this is the most important election. Uh, but I think I think last election proved us right. Yeah. That last election was one of the most important elections, because when you look at what's happening across the country, we look at Joe Biden as president and what he's been able to do or what he's what he's not been able to do. Um, I think when you look at, um, you know, not reelecting new state representatives to put to put a check on the power of J.B. Pritzker because I don't know if you know, but he just re-signed and I mean he just re-upped the the, decla- the emergency declaration, the emergency proclamation. I heard about it. You know why? Where's the emergency, Valon? Who, who? He does not have the power to do what he's doing. He's content. He's continuing to to be the king. Well, well I've already said they're ramping it up so they can try to pull another shenanigan when it comes term to for yeah. election. But they don't even have to do that here in Illinois because it's you know top down Democrat rule. So. Yeah. They just want to make sure they want to affirm their power. That's all. But don't you think he needs a check on his power? Yeah. Don't you think that imagine imagine having somebody like a Tom DeVore as attorney general having, uh, you know, you pick the Republican, you know, as 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 governor. Um, I mean, or even if the if you know, even if we don't get a Republican as governor, imagine us taking back the Supreme Court and the attorney general's. Office. Oh, the three that you said uh, in the beginning of the show. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like but that. imagine that. That's Ima- a check. Imagine, because right now he has no check on his power. Right. He's, he's, he's punch drunk. What, what, what's that saying? Punch drunk? Punch drunk, yeah. He's punch drunk. I mean, he has no... no who's checking him? But the Supreme Court won't. The one pick, I, I just don't believe we're going to get a Republican attorney general. I just don't think anybody... Don't be shocked. Tom, Tom DeVore and what he's been doing, um, and, and what he's been... What he's been... Who he's just... When you look at the people that are coming out, Tom DeVore just got a unanimous... Um, uh, FOP endorsement. Unat- it was unanimous. That has not happened ever. Well, I hope so. Listen, you, you hear me what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about police. The the Illinois FOP just gave him a unanimous uh, endorsement. I hope unanimous. so. Unanimous. I hope so. That does not happen for Republicans, bro. Okay. It just simply doesn't happen. And then when you look at him defending the teachers unions and um, the union sect uh, in, in Cook County, these people realize, you know, these police officers, you know how I many of these police officers are losing their jobs? How I many of these teachers and, and nurses and, and, and he's defended them. Yeah. You know, I, and I think, I think, I'm going to say it this way. Illinoisans deserve what they get if they don't switch out the, 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 the power base in the state of Illinois come June and come November. They deserve everything they got coming for them. If, if they're not willing to put new power and new, new leadership because I mean that's what we're lacking. We're lacking leadership, and, and that's what you said about the mayor. Yeah, that's leadership. Yeah, you know we need we need leaders. We need people willing to make those tough decisions 
to say, you know what? It's about the people, not about these politicians. People over politics is something. I remember my buddy Ken Duncan ran on it. People over politics. We got to get back to that that saying. Yeah, I what agree. Do you think? I agree. But but it, but it's just gonna be hard. That one spot for Kwame Waru, it's it's a setup. Spot. Hey, remember, black people lost their jobs. Black people couldn't couldn't go and, and meet with their go to their fun, their, their loved ones' funeral. They couldn't go to the the nursing homes and visit their parents too. Yeah. Don't forget that. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita. I write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back, just hour like two, Black and White Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Mr. Verlon Galloway. If you missed that first hour, go to five sixty theanswercom Download the podcast, Black and White Radio. Um, you don't have to worry about all the commercials. Because <laughs> I, I get a lot of people, yeah, I can't sit through those commercials. I can't sit through those commercials. Well, go ahead and download the podcast. Uh, also, while you're at it, um, share the link that's live on Facebook and YouTube right now. Um, get people involved and share, 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 share. Follow me on all the social media platforms. I'm on um, Truth Social. I'm on Truth Social now. I, I, I also got my personal page, at JD Anthony, uh, at JD Anthony on Truth Social and Black and Right. So follow me on Black and Right Radio. On Twitter, Rumble, all the, every social media you can think of, Black and Right Radio, you'll find me. And you're only on what? Twitter. And, and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Let's build up Verlon's Facebook page. Uh, whatever. What's the Facebook page, Verlon? It's just the same as it is on Twitter, what? my name. At, at Galloway Verlon? Yeah. Did you put the underscore on it, too? No. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines before Mr. Beady Eyes gets his... The point that he wants to make in in this second hour, Mike from the North Side. Welcome to Black and Right, Mike. You there? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, I I just want to say the most important job of the Attorney General of Illinois is replacing county state's attorneys who don't do their job. Oh. No, I don't know if your listeners know of a local state's attorney who has not been doing her job. I'll let them fill in the blank, but he should do it. And I want to congratulate Verlon. I hear that you are the odds-on favorite to take over Black and White Radio when John Anthony goes to Hollywood in the next couple of months. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Mike. Mike got the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you going to do it, Verlon? If, if you step up and go to Hollywood, I have to step up and take over the show. All right, here comes something that's it's something for you, Verlon. All right. Uh, Ray from Arlington Heights, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, hi. Um, the thing is that uh, Verlon caused a little trouble with me right now. With uh, the last remark he said to your guest, the, the way I see it is life is, a, and, and Verlon is a spiritual guy. He's a good guy. As a matter of fact, I'm the president of his fan club, but this irritated me. He said that, uh, 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 what about the question about abortion in the case of rape or incest? Well, 
the way I see it, life is a gift from God, and rape is a, a violent act against the women. So abortion is the killing of life against uh, uh, because of a violent act. So the question of abortion in the case of rape or incense, incest is very, very small. And what it does is it perpetuates a violent act. Hmm. So what you're doing is you have a violent act, which is rape, and then you're going you're to compound that by killing an innocent life. So I, I just want to bring that up. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I asked that question twofold. Number one was because of the, uh, the woman to give a, just an opening for the trauma of a woman of what she went through if it, if it comes to rape or incest. And the other was political because you don't know we're men. You're a man, right. assuming, and, and, you know, that's a joke, but you know how it is nowadays. Uh, and yeah. John's a man, I'm a man. Oh, uh, we can't get insight into a woman's emotions and feelings in her brain. So I just wanted to give an opening for women who vote. And may and they may feel one way or the other about it, and it's up to them to make up their mind if that's the guy that they want. And that can instead of just telling women, period, it should be a ban all the way through, hundred percent conception, no matter what. You know, that's so just what, do, what, what do you say to those people who who were products of that, who are now alive and who have done great things for there the world? You go. Yeah, that's, I look at I look at that because. The originator of life is God, not, I mean, you know, that's, that's who, that's who gives life. Now, listen, what do you say about that? Trauma is a hell of yeah. a thing, John. And, and, it to, is. and to tell, or tell a woman that may have been gang raped or, I mean, I mean, literally legit, not the stuff the left be talking about, right. but legitly but, gang raped but how or, much, or whatever. How much of that happens? Uh, it's, it's not what they say, you know, they, they want to do it like willy nilly, but one that truly happens, we don't know, but if it truly happens that way and it's very violent, I don't want to just tell her uh, you're out white banned but the, from see, and see, see what we're doing right now? We're having a conversation about it. The left won't even allow us to even sit down and have this conversation about it because we immediately, you just want to take the women's rights away. Right. No, we, let's have a conversation uh, 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 about this issue because... Because I do believe. Um, thanks so much for calling us, Ray. Really appreciate hey, you calling. Oh, go ahead. One last, thing, really quick. Your last your show last week was out was was outstanding. Thank you. That's how you know you got a good show when you're not there and your producer puts together one hell of a show <laughs> that I wouldn't mind owning. Yeah, that's Hoff Daddy. So, um, yeah, that's Hoff Daddy and, put that together. So, and thanks. happy birthday, Verlon, man. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks, Be Ray. Good. Thanks, Ray. Uh, yeah. So. But what do we say about that? Man, it's a hard choice. It's very hard, and that's what it's you very should hard. leave up to the voters. But but again, I I, I liked what uh, the mayor said. How about we start focusing more on on the adoptions angle, the adoption side, the adoption angle. Uh, but 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 then you have this 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 woman that's carrying this child that she knows what. I mean, it, it's it's a tough, tough mental problem that people have to you know. You just can't just go out and say, you know, you need to be pro-life. You need to be pro-life. No, it's, it's, it's so much deeper. The conversation yeah. is so much deeper yeah. than just that. Right. You know, um, it's just so much deeper. And But we can't have the discussion. And that's why I think there's so much hate on both sides. Yeah. Because we can't even have that discussion. And I know there may, people that, there may be people that disagree with me. I really don't care. 
Um, this is I, uh, these are my thoughts. This is how I think about this stuff. I think about what happens if one of my do- this happens to one of my daughters and she gets pregnant. Right. I think about that. And I have four daughters. You know, I think about that a lot. Yeah. You know, and I mean, where would I stand if she's if if one of my daughters said I'm I'm not keeping it? I couldn't tell you her know? to to keep it. Let's go to Michael from the South Side. Michael, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, hi, John. Hi, Verlon. Good how afternoon. How you doing? And uh, thank you for taking my call. And uh, I enjoyed talking with you guys uh, earlier this week during the Sean Thompson oh, show. Oh, yeah, I remember, Mike. So, yeah, thanks again. Uh, the We've talked about the abortion issue from the perspective of the woman. Yeah. But I think the male issue has to be brought up, too. And at some point, men have to take responsibility. If you're not ready to produce a baby, either keep it in your pants or wear a condom. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, birth birth control isn't talked about a lot now. Both ways. Well, that's because a lot of people that believe in abortion don't believe in in, in contraceptives as well. Yeah. See, that's another part of the, the dynamics. There's, there's, you know. Then what happens? You know, what happens after the baby is born? You know, that goes into the other. Did I even mention it? Or oh, well, yeah, we did. We mentioned it at the top of the show. That's what the progressives and the right. left. That that's what they want. They want all of those needs provided. If up. if that woman takes that baby to term and has that baby, they want housing. All right, let's 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 you know, go to your stuff. buddy, All Mitchell. Right. Mitchell, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, what's up, there, Team Mary? Team Seth, sorry. <laughs> you know, um, I just want to bring your attention. Uh, we touched we touched upon this on Wednesday. The leak, okay, the actual leak, okay, is the biggest what I call manipulation in terms of basically was to inflame both sides. Yeah. So you're going to have these conversations. It's a distraction. It's the greatest red herring to take away from you focusing on the crime, the deaths in the state of Illinois. Now, I find what's so hypocritical is that Jamie uh, Pritzker, okay, says, I'm going to fight like hell, okay, to protect a woman's rights, right? And all these other, what I call uh, politicians. But it's so funny. What he should be saying is this. I'm going to fight like hell to put my fork down. I'm going to fight like hell to uh, lose weight. I'm going to fight like hell to protect the lives in our state and the crime and bringing down our property taxes. None of these people in the state of Illinois or California or New York, they're never going to have to worry about having a problem getting an abortion for whatever reason. Okay? So the fact is that they don't even do the research that 17 states, Team Aries, Team Taurus, have already modified Roe versus Wade in some capacity. So the fact the matter is that Bush, 43, for those that can't do the math, 43 said in 2000, 2004, I'm going to allow the states to decide because he goes, I don't want to get into an academic debate because I trust you that you will vote with your own volition and trust that you will do whatever is best in your own interest. You cannot start being what I call the morality police. You do what I'm saying here, daddy <laughs> All right. Hey, okay, I get what you're putting out. <laughs> I even I yeah. even understood it this time. Boy, you, uh, Mitchell, Brother, you, I mean, you're one of the fastest talkers, but you, you're clear and concise in what you're talking about. So thanks so much for calling us, Mitchell. My man, Mitchell be going 1,000 miles an hour. Uh, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony. He's a troublemaker. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Switch your attitude. Go and level up yourself. Just that different latitude. 
too short, don't spoil yourself. Welcome back. Feeling Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself. Um, Villan, I think sometimes we forget that we elect people to represent us in our halls of power, from the state to, to the halls of Congress. And I think what happened with Roe v. Wade, that was taken out. The debate, having that debate in these places, in Congress, in the state halls, that was completely taken away. Now, that's why I believe it should be what, what happened, if this decision holds true, that we should send it back to the states and allow the people, the people, you, elected people, remember, they represent us. We the, we, the people, are our elected officials that we sent to Congress because in Dooley, you know, some people may say, no, in some of these elections, we're not fair and all that. Okay, I get that. But yet they're still there representing the people. And I, I think sometimes we need a, a civics lesson sometimes because I really believe people really don't understand how this works. Um, if you've, if you've never been to your, and I'll speak to the people in the state of Illinois, if you've never been to your state capitol, please go and watch and listen and see, go to the committee meeting, see how this stuff, see how it works. You know, remember I'm a bill. What, what remember that commercial? I'm a bill. Yeah. The, the bill the, commercial with that voice, but go and see what it's, what, how it, the, how the sausage is really made in the committee meetings. Well, actually, they really made, made back door back <laughs> behind curtains. <but laughs> they really made behind cur- curtains. But go and see how the law becomes, and you'll realize. To those that are listening, that are pro-choice, send your people there. Elect your people. To those who are pro-life, send your people there. And guess what? The people have spoken. Go ahead. I didn't. I, I just don't believe I made this point clear. Okay, clear. Now, you're not a politician anymore, so this is not a gotcha question. Now, in the states where there will be outright bans, okay, do you think the left has a point? If they can't get an abortion, do you think those basic, if they're going to take that baby to full term, do you think those needs should be provided for? Like but you, housing, but they are. like food, like, like, like health care. What's welfare? What's welfare? Yeah, but, but, you, but it comes, it comes in. You know, no, it, no, no, it, no. It, it, it comes. It's that. Listen, people. They they send them food through WIC. Yes, but housing them. doesn't come right away. Well, okay? that's Section Eight. That's Section Eight. That's but they want it all to come in a package deal. Okay. Yes, of course it happens, but it comes in spurts. They want it to come all at once. If okay. You said during I had, that nine months, I had I had this conversation with myself about they. They is the most powerful person in the world <laughs> because you, they can't be defined. The left. The, the left. They. they. But, do, but the we left. all say it. They, yeah, they we all say do. It. We do. They say it. This is what they did. This is what they said. Well, they is powerful. Me and my guys, we had this argument year, for years, and, and one of my friends said, who the hell is they? Right. Who's, who's they? they? Okay, so we, so we, now we define what we say right. when they. we talk. Now, who are the they you're speaking left. of? Left. The left. Progressives and the left. The left is the far. Dennis Prager always says the far left. But... Just let's just say progressives. Yeah. They call, they define themselves as progressives. That's the they that want the package deal all at once during the nine months of that woman. So when she comes to full term, that will be provided for. Because I was just with some some of the they of the left. Yeah. And I I know this is what Charles and I used to always argue about. 
Uh, he doesn't. He didn't believe that there were any good people on the on, on the so-called left. I do. I've been with them. I've hung out with them. I've patrolled police streets with them. You know, I've 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 served with them alongside in churches. Dude, there are some good people on the left. I'm not going to be the one to say that 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 everybody that's on the left because there there's some bad people on the right. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be fair with this. These, I ain't gonna say fair because you hate that word. I hate fair. <laughs> you can't say equitable. With Life it is as fair as it gets. Right, right. But but what I'm saying is. I think I think this how we divide each other. Um, it, it's I, I I personally believe it's one of the keys in the cog that's going to destroy America. You know because if it was if, again I say this as as I said all the time, I wish we can get rid of political parties, the complete wiping away of political parties and people would have to run as independents. So you would rather have a parliamentary system like the get rid of get rid of the party system. So you have to join up. You you know what you just have no no. No, the, a parliamentary system, oh, like oh, in, oh, yeah, like in where, England. Whether you have the, the conservative side and the... And you have to make deals and get together. Yes. It's That's how it should every be done. Party. So I asked Ricky done. that about two weeks ago. He, agree, he yeah. agrees with you. Because, because the party system does, has not... It, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's simply... I, per, this is just me. It, it's, you know, it, 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 it drives that wedge 30-30 and then 30 in the middle. It's, mm-hmm. You know, this just make everybody have to earn that... Earn, earn the, like Democrats... In the city of Chicago, I guarantee you, you'll see a shift in, in who gets elected in the city of Chicago if you got rid of the D. Downstate, certain areas, Texas and all these places, you got rid of the R, it'll shift. And, and my thing is, my thing is, conservatism works every time it's tried. I believe that with every fiber in me. You know, not so much the party, but the philosophy, what it, it won't stands be, for. It won't be conservatism anymore. I bet you Chicago would elect a conservative mayor, a real conservative mayor, if they didn't have to um, vote with DNR. If it was an English type of system, how they elect their nope. presidents, nope. It, it wouldn't, nope. it wouldn't it, it would happen it wouldn't in be Chicago. I don't think so. You don't think Chicago would shift and change if, if, if they got rid of having to vote as Democratic Republican? If I, I'm saying if, it, if they had to do it like in England, how they the parties have to get together and make deals, yeah. uh, you, wouldn't have, you, why. you wouldn't have I'm a show conservative. You why. You think Lori Lightfoot ran on a liberal record? Uh, no. Oh, she didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't. No. But then when she got in, she shifted her her policy yeah. positions and totally. stances. Yeah. She shifted. Yeah. But she, what did she run on? Law and order. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm a strong prosecutor. I was a prosecutor. I I I, I stood against law and I stood for law and order. Yeah. These are these are principles that work. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Oh, I know who this David is. David, welcome <laughs> to Black and Right. <laughs> What's going on, bud? I see you um, commenting. <laughs> you know what, I, man, John? I, I I've been following you for a long time. I, I love you to death. Thank so, you. Um, I do want to comment that I love what Berlin had said about women, and I think it's important that we include women in this conversation. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I personally and my wife have would would never get an abortion. Right. Okay? We yeah. never would. Uh, we made that decision together. Um, we're both very left right. and, and progressive, but this is a decision that we made together, and yeah. we made it for many reasons. Um, but it was a decision we made that we would never— but I, I, I must support that it's the right of other couples to make these decisions. Yeah. So that's, but, but David, and would, I, I support what Verlin said about uh, bringing women into this. That's but, all. But David, so. would you agree, though, that 
men can't men men can't have a say in this in in, in today's in, in in today's discussion about uh, abortion. Men doesn't have a say at all, even though uh, it took two to make that baby. You know, men does, can't have a discussion. Uh, women can just go out and without telling a man, and the baby's gone. What if okay, the, what if, I, honestly, most of. I'm sorry. Are, are you listening? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm listening, Dave. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Most of the situations occur because the men are not interested. You know what? Men, when they, when a woman gets pregnant, a man must climax. A woman does not have oh, to. Oh, wow. She doesn't. I mean, seriously. So a man gets his gratification. There's no other way to. I mean, he's got a he's got a baby, right? right. And that's the only way it could happen. Yeah. So but, uh, my point is is that we, we put so much pressure on women, but we're, we're not putting any pressure on men okay. to come forward. Now, and, he, and I'm not saying that you guys aren't, because right. you, you clearly are. Right. We're trying and, to have the discussion about awesome. it. But, but here's the flip yeah. side of that. Once the baby is born, all the pressure becomes, throws on to the man when it comes to if the man doesn't take care of the baby. Through, yeah. Oh, you don't think um, child support and all these things? Men can go to jail now for not paying child support. Men can lose their and, driver's and, license. And, and yeah, and if they were part of that and they're they're shirking their duty, then yes, they should. I get that. Yeah. So, but, but, but again, that the these conversations are, the baby. But these conversations are not being had, and that's why I'm trying to have it. But, Even if people like you and I disagree, but guess what? We're having the conversation. Without being, I want to have the conversation. Yeah, well, I, listen, and I, I'm listening to your radio show because I believe in what you're saying, and I love the conversation. I appreciate it, and I see you commenting too. <laughs> Thanks so much, David. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM five six to the answer. Coming up, congressional candidate for the eighth district, Chris Dargis. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM five sixty. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Who's that troublemaker? Marvin Gaye. Sounds like Marvin Gaye to me. Marvin Gaye. Oh, just, just, uh, Pete, let that simmer just a little bit. For, I, I, I want Valon to, to hear this music. I mean, real music. <laughs> Where's Pistol Pete when you need him? Ooh, hear that trouble man? Tell me something that you, uh, George Michaels <laughs> has that can defeat this song. Tell me one thing. Teacher and oh, teacher. <laughs> Trouble man. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio, the troublemaker himself. Still you just why can't you just give Marvin Gaye his props? I'm a eighties well, I'm not an eighties baby. I'm really a seventies baby, but when I grew up in the eighties, the eighties oh, changed the God. world. Villan, you know, I wanna try to like you. <laughs> I really do. I wanna try to like you. But to like George Michaels over Marvin Gaye, oh, you need help, man. You really need help. As, as I started out the show talking about how we're going to be interviewing uh, congressional candidates that are running for Congress here in the state of Illinois, uh, we talked to um, Mayor Keith Pika, uh, who's running for the 6th Congressional. Um, now we're going to move over to the 8th Congressional, where, uh, I, and I better get this right, because he, he just corrected me during the break. Uh, how many times, Phil? About three, <laughs> three, or four. three or four times. Um, Chris Dargis, who's running for the Illinois 8th Congressional. Chris is a South Sider. I hope you're a Cub fan, though. 
That would be amazing if you're a Cub fan. I am a Cub fan. Born on the south side, but made that early migration to the northwest <laughs> oh, suburbs. I'm a Cub fan, too. My man. Uh, he spent a year at St. Viator. That's Viator, right. Viator. Uh, high school, you attended. Oh, IMSA. That's right. You're an IMSA guy. I'm an IMSA guy. I was one of the... I, I, so, um, I did everything I could to make sure IMSA survives. Illinois Math and uh, Science Academy, to you guys that don't know what that is. Uh, he was a Navy ROTC scholarship to attend... At UCLA, where he received his degree in economics and Russian. That's oh, right. you're going to have to explain that after, but I because I, I want you to explain that. Uh, Chris, what, 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 why? Why would Chris Darges, not Darges, nope. Darges, why would Chris Darges run for Congress at a time today? And who is Chris Darges? Well, I'm running, I'm running today because I care about the community. Uh, in the 8th District, I care about the people of Schaumburg, where I grew up, people of Elgin, St. Charles, and Elk Grove. And frankly, it doesn't look like anybody else is standing up in Washington to do what's right for Illinois families. We got high gas prices, high inflation, we got crime, we got you know lawlessness at the border that hurts the people at the bottom end of the economic ladder. And uh, I'll tell you what, all these, all these are directly due to policies happening in Washington, D.C., and when we look at, uh, you know, the answers to them, the answers are clear, but the Democrats in Washington are not stepping up. They're not caring about the people here. And uh, someone needs to. There's The solutions are obvious. The solutions are out there. We've implemented them before. You talked about, you know, conservatism works every time it's tried. Mm-hmm. Well, we've tried the answers here before. Yeah. And uh, we need to send people to Washington who are going to put them back in place and get us to where we were, which is low gas prices, low inflation, and uh, low crime. But, but I also think we need to stop sending so many attorneys to, nothing against attorneys, um, but you studied economics. People that really understand, because I, I, I say all the time I'm in discussions with friends, uh, because I listen to them, and, and, and when they talk about inflation, I don't think they understand what inflation is. Inflation basically is the government taxing people, it, taking money, taking their money back from the people. Um, why is where we find ourselves now? Do you think we're headed toward a recession? And, and what, what in your thoughts can be done to halt that? Well, first, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly in agreement about not sending any more lawyers to Washington, D.C. <laughs> I think, you know, we, we have enough of that, and, and we have these people who just sort of rubber stamp what their, uh, you know, what their bosses tell them. Uh, that's the current congressman we have there. You know, I'm a, I'm a fighter. I served my country 20 years in the Navy, and I've been in business for the last 20 years, you know, uh, fighting, fighting uh, to get the job done, yeah. frankly, fighting for accomplishments and results. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's who I'm all about and that's, that's what I'm all about. And I think, uh, you know, that's the kind of people we need in Washington and, uh, you know, I want to be someone to help lead that charge, uh, in terms of inflation. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's a tax on the people. It, it hurts everybody. Uh, it hurts people at the lower end of the economic spectrum. It hurts, it hurts people like my mother living in Algonquin on a fixed income, yeah. right? People forcing, uh, forcing the elderly on fixed incomes, getting social security, seeing prices rise while social security, by the way, it's adjusted annually. These prices are rising every single month. And now we have our seniors having to make choices between food and medicine. It's yeah. just, it's untenable. And someone needs to get in D.C. And someone needs to, uh, to actually implement the solutions that are, again, right there in front of us. Yeah. That's a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you. Uh, one of my um, issues that pulls at my heartstrings is the seniors. What kind of policies do you want to put in place to help our seniors? Well, look, first of all, I just don't understand why we tax Social Security. These people have been working for decades. They've been paying into the system. They've been taxed their whole lives. Uh, Social Security is not a windfall. This is a subsistence uh, salary uh, for our seniors who have earned it, and uh, and it shouldn't be taxed. So that's number one. There's no reason to give them with one hand and take with the other. 
Second thing is, uh, at least for now, we need to start adjusting for inflation on a quarterly basis or maybe even a monthly basis, right? Prices are rising every month, as I mentioned. You know, getting the 2021 adjustment was, what, 1% or 2%, and now we're in an inflation of 8 or 10%. That's just yeah. cutting into budgets, and we, uh, you know, we need to help them out. Yeah, well, Chris... Chris Dargis, Dargis, who's running for the 8th Congressional District. Uh, when we come back from break, I want to go delve into the, the Supreme Court leak, uh, get your take on that, and what do you think should be done, just as I did with um, the mayor when he came on. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. More with Chris Dargis when we return. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. Oh, Chris over there rocking to this bumper music. I'm only Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm, I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself and congressional candidate from the 8th Congressional District, Chris Dargis. I got one other question to get to before we get into the politics. Um, the crisis at the border. And it's true. I don't think it's ever been this bad. It's, I think we had 2 million people cross the border at least last year. What do you think should be implemented at the border to stop the flow of illegal immigration? Well, I think we had the right answers just two years ago, didn't we? We had Remain in Mexico. Uh, we had Title 42 in place for uh, this pandemic that, uh, you know, we continue to hear about uh, ongoing infections with COVID. And uh, we were starting to build a border wall finally. I mean, look, America is a pro-immigration country, but yeah. we are also a law and order country. Yeah. And I truly do believe if we actually get control of the border and show that when people enter this country, they do so lawfully, then I think that you will see that this will be a, a welcoming country in all political parties. Uh, and uh, welcoming people here and uh, bringing them into the American fabric. I mean, that's what that's how this country was built. But you can't have this lawlessness that, frankly, just, uh, you know, sets a double standard for this country. And secondly, hurts those at the bottom end of the economic ladder. You can't have wages depressed and opportunities taken for low-skilled labor by people just flooding across the border. It's it's just not right for those who are already here who are already struggling to get by. And, and, and you know, a lot of what comes over that border, drugs, sex trafficking, uh, but you have you have some background when it comes to um, um, drug interdiction uh, through the Navy or something like that. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, one of my my uh, second deployment in the Navy, we uh, patrolled the Eastern Pacific and Caribbean, and we were uh, doing drug interdiction in partnership with the Coast Guard. Wow. So yeah. Wow. You enjoy your time in the Navy? I I, I really did. Yeah. It was uh, it was a tremendous experience. It's just an honor to serve your country, right? And I think that's one of the things that I bring to the table here is I understand what service means. You know, service isn't about what you can do for yourself. It's about putting your country, your fellow sailors, and your fellow citizens, your, their needs ahead of your own. And that's, that's what I took away from my 20 years in the Navy, and that's what I'll be bringing to Congress. Yeah. And, and you, you, when you look up the makeup and how Congress is making up, a lot of people who served our country are starting to go there, especially speci- specifically from the Republican Party. I don't know if you've been seeing who the voters have been you know, going to vote for and support. It's been people like, like you, Chris, so... Um, I think it's that ethos of service that makes uh, veterans, you know, uh, yeah. uh, stand out. Yeah, that's true. Um, you saw the leak about the um, dis- the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, which isn't cemented yet, but uh, Chief Justice Roberts did come out and confirm that, th- that it was, in fact, um, a document that's true. Um, what do you think should happen to the person that did that? Um, where do you stand on pro-life issues? 
um, are you pro-life, pro-choice, or whatever, whatever you want to you want to call it? And um, does does that discussion belong in Congress or in the states? Well, I'll tell you what I'm I'm pro-life, but I'm also pro-law. And what we've had is we've had a Supreme Court decision that people across the political spectrum has said was not not actually rooted in the Constitution, not rooted in law. So I think the decision is the right thing. Uh, we've had this discussion, as you've been talking about earlier, frozen out of the democratic process for 50 years. And I think it's going to be healthy for this country. It'll be tumultuous and it'll be, you know, uh, there'll be some emotion on all sides, but it will be healthy for the country in the long term to have this return to the democratic arena and have those discussions happen that need to take place. Yeah. As far as what should happen to the person that leaked this, I, you know, I, I don't know what the law says, but I will tell you I've heard discussions about um, certainly losing their job as a legal clerk, disbarment, Right. Uh, and things of that sort. All and that should happen in my that strikes me. That strikes me as 100% appropriate. This, yeah. is, this is really an attack on our judicial system is what it is. We've heard for four years about uh, you know, people on the left saying people on the right are attacking, attacking democratic institutions. Well, here this decision is celebrated on the left. Excuse me, the decision to leak is being celebrated on the left. We're having Supreme Court justices having their addresses published, and our president yeah. won't even condemn yeah. it. It's, yeah. uh, it's absolutely outrageous. Because, because I personally think it was leaked to, to stir up the base. Well, I want to ask you, as a man, do you really think you have any say in this conversation about abortion or should this just be handled between women? Because as far as what the left is saying is it's old white men and uh, a white power structure that's trying to decide what a woman should do for their body. So do you think men in general should have anything to say about this? Well, I'll, I'll start by reminding the listening audience that it was eight old white men that gave us this decision to begin with that t- took this out of the democratic process and, and gave us all this turmoil we've had in the country for the last five decades. Um, but I, I view this as a human issue versus a, a male and female issue. And ultimately what we're talking about is we're talking about two lives at stake. And uh, it's, we're trying to protect both lives. And I think that's the approach we need to take. That's the starting point. Yeah. Good point. Good call. You know, Molly Hemingway in the com. she actually had a a great article that talked that she basically calls this and that's a true insurrection because of because of how it's how the leak and what it's affecting. It's 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 coming after the, the, the Supreme Court. Just remember Obama. Remember how he attacked the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Biden has um, Chuck Schumer stood there on, on the steps of the Supreme Court. I mean, the left talks about the rights violent, but they're the ones that do violent things. You know, that that's one of the reasons why I, I so hope that the Republicans take back the House and the Senate and then in 2024 so that we can get some adults back in the room. Uh, because, you know, then we got this. Mis- what are your thoughts about this misinformation, disinformation czar? I mean, when did when did when did when we'll talk about this when we come back from the break. But when did Americans get to the de- when, when did government get to decide what's misinformation what's if what's disinformation that's russia you've studied russia absolutely you know we'll, and we'll talk about more of this when we come back from the break because I, this is what i see it's like really and did you hear her? Her, her her little melody she she came up with i'll play that when i come back you listen to the black and right radio on am 560 answer we'll be right back Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Hey, 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 hey. 
atrocious It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious By saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious It's how you hide a little lie, little lie It's how you hide a little lie, little lie It's how you hide a little hide a little lie When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain They're laundering disinfo when we really should take note And not support their lies with our wallet, voice or vote I think Rudy was justified in what he was saying. So she didn't believe the Hunter Biden's laptop was, she said, it. they all said it was Russian disinformation and all these things. I mean, think about that. Both the impeachments were misinformation, disinformation. So do we go back and, and, and call out Schiff and, and all these people, and Nancy Pelosi? What are your thoughts about this, this whole czar of, of, of and then they're putting under Homeland Security? I, I just, I, this is the most un-American thing I've ever, I've ever seen. Frankly, this is this is completely antithetical to what we stand for as Americans. This is an exactly the opposite of what the First Amendment uh, is there for, right? The government yeah. should not be censoring speech. The government should not be rating speech. The yes. government should not be influencing speech. Yes. I don't care if they're directly censoring. I don't care if they're sending a note to Facebook and saying, "Gosh, we don't agree with this." At the end, at the end of the day, I don't. I don't even like the term disinformation right. and misinformation. These have come on the scene, which is a Russian word. Well, disinformation. Well, exactly. And frankly, the re- the reason they use that word is yeah. because they can't say that what we're saying is not true. Right. They can't say it's a lie. So they say, "Well, it's disinformation." Right. It's just. It's really just the left saying, "I don't agree with what you say." And so, rather than debate it, they try to imply that it's false. Yeah. And uh, again, completely un-American and, and just where we need to we just need to end this. Yeah. I don't think it's talked about enough. This is how we lose republics. This is how we lose civilization, you know, modern civilization. And we become a Russia or we become one of these third world countries, whereas though you you can't say anything against the government or you get locked up or prosecuted. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, it's not just that. I mean, people I mean, besides the government coming in and, and trying to censor your speech, we have people who are just self-censoring because they're afraid they're going to lose their jobs yeah. because they're just simply exercising their rights as Americans, chiming in with what they believe. Again, yeah. we need we need to protect people's voices. Um, really quickly, in, in in fifteen seconds, what um, where can people follow you and find you and things of that nature? They can find me at votedargis dot com. I don't care how you say it as long as you type it in right. D a r g i s. And uh, and they can just follow me on my Facebook page as well. There's links on the website. All right. I want to play this real quick, uh, and we'll go to break on this. Uh, I thought uh, Senator Paul, Rand Paul just excoriated uh, Mayorkas. Uh, and this will take us right to break. All right, all right, DJP, here we go. Listen to this, and, and Falan, we'll come back in the third hour and talk about this. Here we go. Do we have policies? Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? Yeah, but here's the problem. Ensure, we can't I mean, even agree. We can't even agree what disinformation is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I don't think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Are you familiar with McNamara, the Pentagon Papers? Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. 
We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want your guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine, you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation? You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the truth is? You can't even admit what the truth is with the Steele dossier. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Government is largely disseminating disinformation. Target. On target. Yeah, Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Uh, go out there and win and take back this country. All right. We'll be back. Hour number three coming up. Hey! Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. If you missed the first two hours, go to 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast, Black and Right Radio. Uh, also, follow me on all of my social media platforms. I'm on every every one you can think of. I'm there, Black and Right Radio. Um, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Gitter, um, Truth Social. Uh, what's what am, what am I missing for line Rumble? Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, Gab, all of them. I'm on there. Black and white radio. Uh, Valon, we 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 were having a discussion, um, during the break about you know I I told you that you know I know people may not always agree with me, but what people don't understand how I came about how I think how I view life is is life. Right. You know, life is I, I I'm the reason why I'm not a, I don't attack people because I've been attacked. I know what that feels like. I don't go after people. Um, you know, I, I, I look at life and I've come I've come to the conclusion that people want one or two things. They want to feel that you that dignity. Dignity is everything to people. That's why when I was a cop, I always gave that to people. And that's why I never had to fight. I mean, I, I fought a few times. Don't get me wrong. But I never had to. I could arrest somebody by myself. You know why? Because I gave them dignity. A lot of people may not understand that, and I don't care. But I came to what, how I view life, how I view people. Uh, well, it's one of the reasons why I allow people to come on this show and let them be heard, because that's how I learn. I've learned through life, through others, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, especially those of us on the right, we don't take that tack. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a compassionate conservative. I really believe in compassion. I wasn't always always that way. My life, what I've been through. My failures, my downfalls, my shame, my depression, all these things make me who I am today. You know, and I look at people differently now because of those those, you know, those 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 scars and those wounds that I've I've developed over the years. And I think and that's one of the reasons why I, I you know, I'm not I'm so, I'm not so adamant on certain things. But like I told you, you've you've been in the arena which other people haven't. Right. So you had to, you know, come to terms and come to uh, what what was the favorite term that they used to use back in the day? Uh, a bipartisan yeah. uh, type of agreement. Right. So you've had to, 
look over bills and, and see where you all could come together on, on ideas. Yeah. Other people haven't. Right. And, and, and I'm the type, like I would go over to progressive radio and I know a lot of progressives. I like to go head to head to show them that yeah. their ideals won't work. Yeah. So I engage with other people that we both know right. yeah. wouldn't yeah. even yeah. stand in the same room <laughs> yeah. with these yeah. people and they won't yeah. engage. See, to me, so, it's the long game. Right. I play the long game. Yeah. Because because you know how many people I've been able to convert convert to conservative people that would have never in their entire life would have voted Republican. Not because I came and told them you need to vote Republican. You need to vote. You need to become a conservative. No, I lived the life in front of them. Even through, even when I made mistakes, even when I failed, even when the whole world knew about John Anthony's downfall, mm-hmm. the whole world knew about it. And uh, but yet, and, and I think I think a lot of that sitting in my house for two or three years after that, it 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 developed. It developed a heart of compassion. I think sometimes in our politics we forget compassion. We forget that th- that we're still making laws and policies that people will have to follow. That that they're still people. And I think sometimes we forget that that these are real life people. The, the bo- abortion discussion. This is real life. This, these are real life people that are dealing with these things. And some people lose their mind. Some people give up. Right. You know. So. Um, and then I'll tell you another thing. My my son dying. You know, it, 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 it really, it shifted some, a whole other, I mean, I, I can't even begin to tell you mentally how, how I've shifted and how I look at life and how I just, there are a lot of things I just don't want to have to deal with, you know, because I'm like, is it worth it? That's I, trivial. I never want to go there, but I, I'll be, I'm so happy when you do yeah. and you open that book yeah. so I can talk about it. Yeah. That's another thing that we didn't mention about the uh, rape and incest part. Yeah. That woman, may, that right, yeah. that woman may want to kill yeah. themselves. Yeah. So you have to leave at least that bit of the door open. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just that's just me. I I I, I yeah. got to give them that. Yeah. If nothing else. But again, but because because there's really been, you know, you both sides have not really had a discussion about because it the, because it was never debated. Mm-hmm. It was never discussed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you see so much vitriolic hatred towards each other now. You know, let's go back to the phone lines. Um, Jim, you've been holding for so long, and I apologize for that. Welcome to Black and Right. Hi, guys. I, I think of the first mayor, uh, the first, the last Republican mayor was Big Bill Thompson. Probably the most crooked mayor in the history of any, <laughs> any town in the world. The other thing is, this abortion issue, if they had medical degrees, I could see it. Yeah. Uh, the medical history of abortion goes back the time and memoriam since we were uh, before we, uh, Neanderthal. Uh, there's a history to abortion that is, then it gets into a medical history when they had midwives in the 1840s that did most, because uh, most abortions are done by women who have children already and can't afford another child. So that's their decision. Because they're the ones that have to go out and work and put food, shelter, and clothing over these children's heads, and that's well, been well, that's been forever. Now, this particular case has been Leonard Leo uh, took dark money for years since uh, 1992, and these particular judges because they're in the Federalist Society and they're against abortion. Well, that's fine, but the point is, I, I can see elections have consequences. No, but my, I know they do, but the point that I'm making is the 
the, the judges that this is originally were all Republican judges. Five were Republicans. Black man was a black man was a Republican. And they took into consideration the medical history behind abortion. It's never going to change. Yeah, but, 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 they, it's never going to change. They have a pill now that works all over Europe. There isn't a country right. in the world that but doesn't Jim, have Jim, Jim, hold on, hold on. As a as a sitting Supreme Court justice, they don't have to have a medical degree because that's not what they're that's not what they're deciding. What they're deciding is what's what's constitutional or not. I don't care about the medical aspect or the science behind it. I don't, and I guess, wait, 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 Jim, hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on. And and I don't want a Supreme Court justice looking at that. I don't want those pressures on a Supreme Court justice. That's what we've devolved into. Um, that where these Supreme no, Court judges... Repu- come on now, this is a Republican strategy, and you know it. Oh, it's got so, nothing to okay, do. okay. All right. You know, I, I would have had a conversation with you, Jim, but then you, you want to make it a... To me, I, I wasn't trying to have a political discussion. I was trying to have a policy discussion about this, because it this we shouldn't be... We, what they've been able to do when Obama talked about the Supreme Court, George, what, what did Roberts do? Shifted his opinion. You know, leave the Supreme Court alone... They're, they're judicial. Let, let let them allow allow them to make the decisions that they're making without undue pressure. That's my point. Not 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 have just like all these cops who are who are being sentenced by these these juries because they're afraid of what the aftermath is going to be. That's not how. That's not the country. That's not who we are as Americans. That's my point. This is this is still America, yeah. and we are we and and, and 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 we're based on a republic. We're not a democracy. I want to see the death of democracy. I want to see the republic rise again. You know, we're not a rock mob rule nation. We're a rule rule of law. That's who we are as Americans. Can we ever get back to that? I'm sorry. I don't don't think so. I know that Jim, he's from progressive radio. Yeah. I've heard him many days, many days. Yeah. But, but I I was trying to, you saw me, I was trying to have the conversation. I was trying to have a conversation and, I was, know, I, I was about, you got, you got animated and I was about to get in, but then you, you got in and you, right. but you know, you don't have me. You know, Jim, I apologize for hanging up on you because that's not my style, but you know, when you weren't trying to have the conversation, you want to talk, talk about politics when I was talking policy, you know, that's, let's, let's talk the policy aspect of it. Let's leave the politics at the, at, at the river's edge, you know, and let's talk. And, and again, this is why we can't, we can't talk about these issues because people want to make it political. No, leave the politics out of it. People's lives are at stake. Their people, their lives are at stake. This is one of the things J.B. Pritzker doesn't understand. The unintended consequences for his, his tyranny, his tyranny, his decisions help lead to my son's death and are, and are leading to a lot of other people's deaths. People can't, weren't able to see their loved ones before they died. He made those decisions. Lori Lightfoot made those decisions. And I hope people never forget that. This is why they have to go. And anybody that was complicit in it has to go. We need real leaders who want to take the interests of the people, not themselves. I am so there, Verlon. You listening to Black and White Radio. Kip, Jim, and Waddle will take your calls when we return. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. The troublemaker had to calm me down to the break. 
<laughs> man. Just I, jump I, in next time. I, I wanted to jump in because he said something that led into what I've been talking about the whole show. Yeah. But you got animated, man. You should have just jumped in. Hey, man, listen. I, I didn't want to mess with you. Man. <laughs> you should have just jumped in. And, and again, I apologize to him. Um, you know, that's not I, that's not a character. I, I just don't believe in doing that. So I apologize to you. Thanks so much for listening. Let's go to Jim from South uh, Kip from Stillman Valley. Kip, what's right, going on? I'm going to give you guys a good praise from the Lord. I hope the Lord's listening. And uh, thank you, uh, the Salem Media Group, your guys' show, you know, Black and White, Dan and Amy show, all uh, everyone, the, the, the call screener, you know. And then let me get to what I was going to say. Listen, the same people that are against us with your abortion and everything, your guest you had on earlier was spot on. He was very good. Vargas was his name? No, you mean uh, uh, Pika. Well, who was just on? The guy that you talked oh, to? Oh, Dargis. Dargis. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, he was spot on. Listen, what what they're doing, don't forget, these are the same people that are, are stewing everything up from the 2016 election to 2020 election to we are right now, you know? Don't forget about 2,000 mules. You know, that's just coming out. And I think there's a big thing tonight, you know. Yeah. That that your station is, you know, the producers or whatever. Yeah. I think but, it's in Joliet, isn't it? Yeah, yours yeah, is, well, this one is in Joliet. Huh? I think it's in Joliet down in the, at the Renaissance well, Center. Oh, I think it's, uh, no, through the Internet or whatever. Oh, okay. It's, uh, yeah, with, with uh, uh, the Sousa. Oh, 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 okay. I see what you're saying now. I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, All that's tonight. Don't forget. It's at 8 o'clock. You got to go to 2000mules.com. All right. And guess what? What's Listen, up? That, 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 that abortion thing with the leak and everything, and then what they're saying about our natural uh, constitutional rights, they're trying to con- confuse what a uh, uh, Supreme Court decision to make abortion legal and what they say is constitutional is a big lie, just like everything else. Yeah. So, so everything that and and the and the, the flyers that I keep getting the cardboard things and what's being said, you know, you really got to look and see what the truth is out there. And and don't forget who's in charge of the power of the air is a guy that's sitting on the throne. So God bless <laughs> you all, and may the Lord bless you. All right, Kip. Thanks so much for calling. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin, also a sponsor of this show, Best Dental. Welcome, brother. Hey, my friends. Um, yeah, that fellow Jim, I've heard him on the other radio stations. Yeah, right. I told Valance you. Said. I told you. That's what Valance right. said. Well, one of the things that he talks about, he wants to be able to sue car manufacturers, you know, if somebody does something wrong with their car. Like, if, you know, if they they're get a DUI or something, they, he's the kind of mind, his mindset is such that you should be able to sue the automaker for damages, which is really, uh, you know, far-fetched. But that's well, just like they want to sue the gun manufacturers, too. As a matter yeah, of fact, that's, that's, to take this step yeah. further... He's the other. He's one of the other uh, radio station's favorite. He can get on and just talk a litany of things for about ten minutes. They yeah. they have their like five favorites over there, and he's one of them. Yeah. I'm surprised. You, he th- came you, over. you think they're on because last week? Oh, were we on Sean's show? Uh, we, was on, we was on Sean's show, and, and uh, one of the callers yeah. said they called over there. That we're and, fake. And, yeah, that we're fake. And yeah. Now that we're getting buzz over there. Man. Yeah, we're fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, I, I coined a new term. Um, you know, it used to be WMD was the weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> well, now with what the Democrats are doing, it's called the weapons of mass distraction. <laughs> they're trying to distract people's attention yeah. from the garbage that's going on. I agree, Jim. This whole thing, for example, with the Supreme Court 
leak, you know, and then just conveniently they trot you know, all these people down to protest, you know. And the evil part of these people, they want to, you know, give the Supreme Court, uh, they want to give their docs or their docs with their addresses and stuff. And that just shows you who these people are. Yeah, I agree. So you got to be defeated. So true. Where you at, where you at Jim? Are you home or are you I'm somewhere? I'm in my office right now. Oh. When, when, when's when's the next visit to some island somewhere? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually going to uh, Panama and Colombia next week for a few days. Look at this guy. Wow. To have Jim's life. Panama. Uh, I would love to well, have you. got to work hard and play hard. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks so much for I being a sponsor of the show, too. Uh, hey, Vilan, did you hear Senator Duckworth and no. her reasoning why we can't get rid of uh, abortion? No. Now, her, I, have, I don't hear anything from that one. Here it is. You know, it's not just about abortion. Yes, that is critically important. It's about reproductive choice. In my case, it would it can go as far as to have prevented me from being able to use IVF fertility treatments to have my two daughters because many of the forms of, of IVF treatment uh, would be counter to some of these laws that are being passed in these states that want to ban all forms of abortion. In fact, uh, you know, my, my doctor implanting an, a fertilized egg in me or having to destroy a fertilized egg um, because it, it wasn't viable uh, would not would be considered manslaughter. And in fact, I had to have a DNC. I had to have one of these procedures after I had a miscarriage. And I had to have it because I wanted to have a second baby so that I could have my rainbow baby. But I couldn't do that unless I had the DNC to make sure what, that what? I fully recovered from my miscarriage. What this could lead to is the loss of all sorts of access for all sorts of other um, rights that we ins- we assume are enshrined in the Constitution, and yet the Supreme Court is saying if there is no word specifically to that, uh, then you're not entitled to that, um, and it's really scary. Help me understand what abortion has to do with in vitro. I'm trying to figure out what's a rainbow baby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can't understand these people. They come up with their own language. That's why. Yes. Listen, she is the most beatable person. With the right candidate. B- where are you? Hey, Anybody. You know who would have beat her, though? Who? Kinzinger. I know people may not like that, but Adam Kinzinger would have. Would have would have beat her. I love you, brother, and, I'm, I'm I'm a, saying, and because I do, I'm going to withhold no, no, everything ahead. I want to no, say. Please say it. Why? It, it doesn't make sense well, I'll to say re- before pre-Trump, bef- before his Trump words, before he attacked Trump the way he attacked Trump. Okay, he would have. Okay. He would have beat her. Okay, if you put it like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. because it doesn't make a difference if you put some kind of never Trumper in her place. You know, it, it, uh, it doesn't matter which one is in office. But what does it mean, though? I mean, how is how is in vitro an abortion? You can't have a, uh, you can't have in vitro. She would have never. If if you get rid of I, what's the correlation? How, how are they connect? Can somebody uh, if, if you're smarter than me in the line right now, please give us a call. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Don't even try to. Don't even try. Hold on. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Please enlighten us here on how does. In vitro, if you get rid of Roe, how you can't have in vitro? I, I'm lost, Philan. Listen, Sean Thompson's just uh, catching up with something that me and you talked about a year ago. What's that? Uh, uh, environmental justice. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He just found out what that meant. Really? And we talked about that and all those other yeah. terms that yeah. that I'm aw- I've been aware yeah. of for years. Yeah. Uh, trust yeah. me. Stop trying to figure out what these people come up with. Ah, uh, boy. Let's go to uh, Eduardo. Eduardo, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, 
Good afternoon, guys. Uh, you know, I want to see if I can relate something here. Uh, the hepatitis thing that's happening with the kids. Uh-huh. I wonder how long it's going to take for the uh, liberals to uh, get on the case of the CDC to, you know, do an investigation and do research on why this is happening. Hmm. I mean, if they really care about lives. Yeah, well, really, you know, they won't, though. <laughs> yeah, they care no. about their, the, the whatever fits their agendas. Lives, right. Nothing else. Right. You know, that's all they yeah, care about. Narrative. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks for for uh, Eduardo. Let's go to Brent. Brent wants to address in vitro fertilization. Go oh, ahead, Brent. Here we go. Yeah, I just wanted to say that what what parents will do is they will harvest, you know, like a dozen eggs, fertilize a dozen eggs, but very few women want to implant a dozen eggs, so they will discard the ones that, you know, look least viable. But it's essentially a fertilized egg, okay. which is alive. Okay. So. So you're saying that if you got rid of Roe v. Wade, um, you wouldn't be able to do that? You, you know, I, I was just trying to address the science. Oh, okay. I'm not trying to weigh in on the opinion part, okay. just that That's it, it is a fertilized egg at that point. All right. Thanks, thanks, Brett. Brent. Um, Adam, you got 40 seconds to explain IVF. Adam, you there? Yeah, so the, yeah I'm here. I'm right. here. The, the IVF, I mean, it's it's there to help women who have issues getting pregnant. And there is a a considerable rate of failure also to be considered. So every miscarriage could be you breaking the law. Every time there's a non-viable egg that the doctor has to remove or destroy because it's not going to turn into a baby, that could be considered breaking the law. But, but, but isn't that hypothetical, though? Laws. It's, it's, it's no, that... it's not hypothetical. Those are things. Those are things that happen, and because the way they phrase their laws, because they keep it so open ended and so vague that you can take so many different five things, seconds. So many things can fall under that, and that's the danger. All right, I'm going to look up one of the laws. To see, uh, thank you so much for calling, Adam. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker. Uh, I really wanted to address that. Um, David Smith, if you're if you're listening, give me a call. Give Call the show, uh, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. Because David understands these issues a lot more than I do. Or or if the Bishop of Truth is listening. Mm-hmm. You know, because I really want to, because I'm, I'm looking, I just read through the Arkansas proposed bill. And I, I just didn't see how I think the left's reaching. I think they're really reaching because they realize that this this thing they held on to that was like the, at their at their altar, mm-hmm. they see it crumbling. Um, and I think they're 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 going to try to reach and create new new language for all type of stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do so. But with that said, as you got, as you know, I've I've had what now, two congressional candidates for office, and I want I really wanted to focus on Congress because I really believe. Um, the the gavel needs to leave Nancy Pelosi's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I met this our next guest. I forgot. I, f- I think it was somewhere in Will County. I think the first time we met was the same night at we had exchanged uh, through uh, Twitter uh, yeah, through friends and comment, but uh, it was at the uh, Freedom Initiative event. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, that's right. up in Freedom Rolling Meadows. Right. Yeah, that's exactly where it was. And that voice you hear is Justin Bureau. 
Yep. Did I get it right? Yep. <laughs> Nailed it right. Yep. Because uh, one of them, he was like, man, I got to come on the show. I was like, well, let's let's let, let's wait to the map. <laughs> yeah. Let's wait to the map falls out to see Good where you're at. Good thing you did at. that. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, let's let's wait until the map um, falls out and we'll see where. And it finally landed you in the third congressional district. Yep. Um, that's. A- <laughs> Yeah, that's uh it was uh I still remember exactly where I was when the final map came out yeah. and my phone started blowing up. I was originally filed to run in the 6 against Sean Casson and um yeah, it came out I was on my way to Mariano's and uh Tell me you were getting some Chilean sea bass. I, <laughs> I was actually getting some tacos. Uh, we were making that. I had some. I wasn't planning on getting margaritas, and then once I saw the maps, I'm like, all right, Margarita. let's do this. Yeah, um, it was uh, uh, it was a sad. A sad day just because I got into this race to run against Sean Cassidy. Right. Um, he has failed us as a leader, as a representative. Yeah. And um, when myself and my charity met with him uh, to try and get Medicare reform for uh, brain tumor patients, mm. meeting was supposed to be an hour long, lasted five minutes. And the, you could just tell on his face the man did not care. Yeah. Um, so once the new maps came out, we had to make a decision. And we took our time. And, you know, we wanted to make sure we were getting into it for the right reason. Yeah. And, um, I looked at it. I saw how heavily Democrat the third is, but uh, it's two of the factors that kind of changed my mind. One, our policies and the reason why we're running doesn't change right? because it's all about trying to represent the people and getting people in here that are going to try to work with everyone, right. represent everyone and not just themselves. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one of the things um, and this pushed me to run for Congress originally my dad was a garbage man, and the his route that he always had was now into the third district in the part of the city of Chicago. So when my dad passed away in October of uh, 2020, mm. um, that's when I decided to run. And then when I saw that his route was in there in that Franklin Park area, I go, all right, this is a sign. Um, Justin, yeah. I'm looking at the map. <laughs> Can you get it all on one page? Uh, it's, it goes all the way from Chicago all the way to Wayne? Yeah. So DuPage Airport. Um, so uh, what is that? Um, Kirk Road. All the way down to Humboldt Park and Logan Square in the they city. They carved this district out. Like This is in... They've already said that Illinois is one of the most gerrymandered yeah, yeah, states. Of course. This is one of the most gerrymandered districts in the country. I don't know if you can find... Whenever you're starting to see that river... That just dips down just <laughs> south of, uh, actually, I'll call it a creek. It's not even big enough to be a river. Um, just south of O'Hare, you knew what they were trying to do, and um, that's why I'm the only candidate from the suburbs running. The rest are Democrats yeah. from the city of Chicago. Yeah. So, so just okay, you got into this race because of uh, you wanted to run against Sean, Sean Caston. What, what's the charity? So um, we founded a uh, nonprofit. Um, we put it on hold this year. We did one golf outing every year, but we did a pretty darn good job at it. Um, we started it after my best friend passed away from a glioblastoma brain tumor. Um, we called ourselves the Grabowski Scramble. We actually took it from a line that Mike Dicka said in the 80s. Hmm. Some teams are fair-haired. Some teams are Smiths. We're Grabowskis. He's like, the city of Chicago, we're Grabowskis. We work for everything. We don't sit here. We go, we put on our work boots. We go to work. You got that accent. Yeah, I try to, yeah. I I, I can hear you hiding a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can hear you trying to hide Yeah, and uh, give me a couple drinks. It comes out even more. Um, But we... it's, uh, <laughs> I told you you one of my guys. Man. <laughs> yes, yes. I told you, but yeah, yes. it's uh, you know we. That's how our friend was that passed away from it. Yeah. He was he passed away at thirty years old. Um, 
got diagnosed, only made it six months. Yeah. And uh, so we started that um, a year and a half after we started it. Um, my dad ended up getting diagnosed with the same type of brain tumor. Wow. And only 10% make it out of the first year with this. The survival rate for five is less than, I think, 4%. Oh, my. Um, no cure, anything. And, um, yeah, so my charity, we've raised 260000 in five years, six years. Yeah. And that's that's what... It's, it's odd that it got me into politics, a charity. Yeah, well, we're going to talk more about that when we, we come back to break. I also want to get your take on um, when you look at what's happening with the league and the Supreme Court. I want to get your take about that and where Love you stand it. on pro-life. Um, no gotcha questions, though. Right. Hey, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You listen to the Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. More with Justin Bro, third congressional candidate. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back. Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker himself. Before the break, we were talking to Justin Bureau, Bureau. who's running for the 3rd Congressional District. I was just I was just getting to know him, like, you know, personally. <laughs> yeah, y'all chumming, chumming it up over there. He has a great story. I told you, he's just like me. I mean, we, we, we could talk on a regular level. That's why I really like uh, candidates like him. Because you can feel him, you know. And I know a lot of people don't understand that word. That's like a black word nowadays. Do you feel, feel me? You feel but I, me? I feel this guy you over here. You know, well, yeah. the, the white version of it is just being relatable with people. No, well, and, uh, that's yeah. a better word. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah, you know. But um, I want to ask you, who are who is your top candidate that you are against? Who's the top person that you're okay, as far as what running for that's that that he has to take out to oh, win? Okay, okay, that's what you're so I'm running against the there's four of them. Uh, to be honest with you, I consider really only two of them to be legit candidates. One of them is involved in the bribery scandal with Marie Newman right now. Oh boy. Uh, I don't oh. even know if he should be able to run. Ouch. Um, but it's um, Delia Ramirez. So she is a state rep in the city of Chicago. Uh, she's tied in with Chewy Garcia and oh, Omar. Oh, she's Aquino. running for Congress. Yeah, so she is probably the front runner in that race. Yeah. Um, and the map was drawn specifically for her. For her. Um, she is a very progressive AOC type. Um, the other one is Gilbert Villegas, uh, the alderman yeah, in the thirty-six. Listen, I I've got nothing bad to say about either one of them. Uh, I I don't know them personally. I just know their policies. And for me, it's we got to. Politicians need to start going and having discussions more about the policies rather than just attacking someone right off the bat, name-calling. And for me, once I get them in a debate, I'm not going to be you know, calling them names or anything. We're going to have real discussions, and I'm going to make them answer the questions that we all want right. answered. So, See, the, wait, wait, so what, what are your takes on this Supreme Court leak? So, what do you stand on pro-life issues? Yeah, so I, I will say that was when the, the report got leaked – I think every single Republican was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And we can't be afraid of this. Uh, we have to be the party that wants to have those discussions. And I do think my my stance on it, yeah. it's not going to sit well with some Republicans. Yeah. It might not sit well with some the left. But yeah. I, I do believe we, you know, there is a woman's right to choose. But their argument, the left is taking it now. It's not making any sense. Yeah. And they're actually pushing me more to a pro-life pro pro than anything yeah. because we just heard – 
for the past two years listened to the science. Well, you're right, not listening right. to the science. Right. And, you know, I can get more on board with parts of that Texas bill where they put a a, a time after. So I think yeah. it's 12 weeks in Texas. I do think a majority of us, that silent majority, we can get on board with something like that. Yeah. Um, but you are seeing the left they're they're trying to grasp at straws right now. I feel just to get the attention off inflation because this is all they got, right? This is all they've got, and it's big for them. I I will say before I got into this, everyone had asked me that uh, where do you stands on Roe v. Wade, and I go, I can't do anything about it. That's right. a Supreme Court issue. Right. That's a man issue. That's, it, I mean, that's that man answer. Yeah, but but if you win. And you would have something to do because I, I do believe it's going to be overturned. Yeah, but this is yeah. where we have to figure it out because uh, Gilbert Villegas said he was going to be doing this. Uh, you're seeing Schumer already drafting up yeah. bills. Mm-hmm. One, that's unconstitutional from what I've been told of the bill that they're trying to pass of now. This federalizing. Exactly. Abortion. It needs to be back up to the states again. And But I've got no problem if the if the federal government wants to put on some restrictions like your previous callers were talking about with in vitro, things yeah. like that. No one wants to see that yeah. that be taken away from someone. My family has used it. I know friends have. So we have to adjust with the times yeah. and be able to narrow it down. And no one's ever going to be happy. Right. Uh, there's always going to be someone upset. Uh, whatever. Vlad. See, okay. now that now look, he just came out with it and, and said it outright. Mm-hmm. That's more of, of leeway than what I asked okay. the previous guest about rape and incest. All right, let's 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 take this call because he's a friend. And he's going to explain to us what the definition of rainbow, baby. Dr. Skarsberg, what's I going on? I heard that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, John, so, so to be clear, uh, a rainbow baby is a child born to a mother who has previously either miscarried or had a stillborn oh, child. Oh, okay. All right. So it, it's, that it's was that my baby ignorance. that has. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's the baby that's basically basically come after the, the storm of having lost a previous so child. So that's my Kylie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So so the other thing that I wanted to make mention of, and you and I were discussing it the other day, that I think consistently falls short in the conversation about abortion is father's rights. If if a man and a woman have a consensual sexual relationship and the woman chooses to have an, an abortion, but the man wants to have that child, he has no say-so. None. And at, at the opposite end of the spectrum, if the woman... Um, wants to have the abortion, but the, uh, I'm sorry, if the woman wants to have the child, but, but the man does not want so to raise the child, he, he's, he's on the hook for, for child support. I was saying so I, I, you know what? And, and I'm, I take more of a Jim Edgar stance, you know, abortion is not for me and mine, but I'm not going to say in certain circumstances that abortion cannot take place. I don't agree with, you know, a baby coming to term and then, and then it being aborted on the spot. I'm sorry. Right. I think that's wrong. If, if you take a child to 40 weeks, you better give it. That's bring murder. It that's, the that's, that's, that's definitely murder. You, you pull absolutely, a child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much. Dr. Absolutely. But, but, right. You're welcome. You guys have a great day. All right. Um, <clears throat> we've got one more segment. You got one more segment. In I'll, I'll stay here as long as you guys. <laughs> oh, <man>. I love <laughs> this. Don't give it long. Yeah. This Please is when I actually get to talk issues and right. have conversations. You know, we go to GOP right. meeting. You know, that's our base. We right. get to hang out. This is what I love. Yeah. This is what we. Yeah. I, this is what I came here because to do. people get to hear the candidate. Yep. You know, yeah. they, they get they get to hear what you're about, and I learn um, as well. Yeah, and and, and immigration is, is a big issue in the district that you you're trying to run. Yes. Hence the reason why they put um, the two Latinos, oh, Latina yeah. and Latino, yeah. in that district to run against to run on the Democrat side. Yep. So immigration is going to be something huge. And, and I love it. I get contacted by Democrats going, we can't stand our candidates. We live in Chicago. We love your immigration policy. And I'm like, let's oh, do Oh, let's it. talk about that when you get back. Uh, you're listening to Black Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Tom, Mark, hold the line. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best to take you guys when we come back.
And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, before the break, we were talking with Justin Bureau, who's running for Congress. Uh, Justin, before we, we hit the immigration, let's go to, to the phone lines. Man on the street, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, it's Mark Wiremore, Man on the Street, real quick report. And I think you should rename the show Black, White, and Red Velvet. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> oh, boy. Real What's going on? I'm going to tell you my view on uh, abortion. I'm 100% pro-life. Life begins at conception. Uh, in the Ten Commandments, it says, do not kill. No exceptions. I'm 100% pro-life. And that's what we should be discussing, that we're killing a life. And yeah, that that's is, true. Is so it's I'll true. leave it at that because I know we're off at the end yeah. of the break here. Thanks so much, Mark. For man on the street. All right. Thank you. All because right. Because if we can identify a glob of cells on Mars as life, why can't we do the same with the, the what's inside the moon? Well, that, they never also not... talk about... Uh, Adoption in this as well. This is what Pika Pika was. Did it, yeah, it's we we have so many people that don't want to do because they're doing abortion, but there's so many people they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars across in another country yeah. to adopt. When what if we had it here? Now immigration, where where you stand on that? Yes, are you, are you a build the wall or take down the wall? You know what? <laughs> I when Trump was saying it, I I I would laugh sometimes. I'm like, we're not going to build the wall and. Well, Mexico is going to pay it, and I'm like, all right, I don't really think Mexico is going to pay it, but they did we, both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I do think we have seen some value yeah. in the wall, yeah. and there. So, yeah, do we need to put it across the entire southern border? I don't necessarily know. I think we also need to upgrade technology at the border. Right, help with our southern uh, the border patrol agents because right. we. Why not use some of this technology that we have at our resources these days right. to be able to man that border? But just letting people in and MC immunity for everyone, right. that solves, just like many of their issues, they're not solving any right. problem. Because now, all right, in 20 years, we're going to be talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. We need to make it hard, but not impossible. Right. My sister-in-law is from Germany. She came over here. She's told me about the process. It is hard. It yeah. can be expensive, but maybe we work on retooling that than anything else. Uh, how about dis how about just dismantling the entire immigration process and creating an entirely different nothing issues? wrong with that? Because there's I don't think there's anything in the Constitution about yeah. the immigration policies yeah. in there, and it's. You know, I would actually also like to see a skills test built in um, one them learning the Constitution, which yeah. it is funny. They probably know the Constitution better than many Americans yeah. now. But why not have a skills test where we can figure out where they're best suited? I'm for the wall. Build it up where we need to build yep. it up. Uh, I'm for new technology. Um, I'm with Trump. Build a wall. Build it as high as you possibly can. Not so much to because, I mean, you, you see how much how great America is because people want to come here. Yeah. People are not dying to get out to Mexico. Yep. Um, where can people follow you and, uh, and help with the campaign? Yeah. So we need as much help as we can get um, being new to this. Um, but yeah, Bureau for Congress.com. Uh, that's our website. You can go to our Justin Bureau for Congress on Facebook, um, social media, Twitter, all that good stuff. You got some real quick, what? 10 seconds. What other policies? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, here, other that policies, no the opioid sense. crisis yeah. that we need more people talking about. Small businesses that are getting destroyed right now. Those are two of our other huge issues yeah. that we're going to be bringing to the forefront. Yeah, and we need leadership. And leadership need, and need, bipartisanship. Yeah. Yep. Now, I, I may not agree with every position you have, but guess what? Yeah. It's still a leader. A, 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 I don't agree with my own family on everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, uh, I just want to quickly say 
Um, to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day this coming Sunday. Uh, to my wife personally, this will be my wife's first year of not having our son. And I just want to leave it out. DJ Pete, thanks so much. Vilan, thanks so much. Thank you guys all for joining us today. YouTube, Facebook, Rumble Crowd, thank you. I want to leave us out on Tupac. There's no way I can pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. And dear mama, please no one Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.